The Reflect, a podcast featuring a unique introspection in each episode. In this episode, we hear from Alwaiza Salima Versi, psychotherapist and PhD candidate and instructor in religious studies at the University of Alberta, where she specializes in contemporary Islam and Ismailism. In this episode, Salima grapples with how we can make sense of the truths we are given in the Quran when they seem so at odds with the world these days, especially the idea that Allah does not burden us with more than we can bear. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ya Alimadad. God does not burden any soul with more than it can bear. I've been hearing this verse of Quran a lot lately. In so many of the sessions and blogs and feeds that I follow, it has been used as a way to remind us that even though things feel heavy and unmanageable, we can make it through this strange and difficult time. But to be honest, I have never been especially fond of this ayat. Part of that is because my perspective on the world is deeply shaped by the reality that far too often, certain people, certain groups, bear a disproportionate burden. This is something we have always known, arguably something that has always been true. It was certainly true at the time of the Prophet But especially now, with COVID-19, the toll this virus is taking is clearly disproportionate. And then, on top of all those inequalities, we have seen more instances of racialized and marginalized communities being targeted. The killing of George Floyd and the protests that have followed have, in many ways, reminded us yet again how clearly some communities have to bear more than others. How then can Allah say that we are not burdened beyond what we can bear? Every day in my psychotherapy practice and in my life, I see how much trauma some people have to carry, how much they have had to bear. And that reality has made every single utterance of this verse chafe my heart and wound my spirit. But I also, fundamentally at the core of my being, believe that Allah is truth and that the guidance that we are given always makes sense, even if that is not immediately clear. So, I did what I always do when I struggle with any part of the Quran or even with some part of the faith more broadly. I went back to the text. I read various translations and commentaries, the words of scholars and the sayings of the imams, and I reflected on what I know to be true about this tradition that I love. There are, of course, many ways to understand any verse of the Quran, so I will just share what I gleaned from my own process. The first thing that helped me was context. So often, we quote a single phrase of a verse, or even a single verse that is meant to sit within a broader set. While this can result in lovely, shareable quotes and images, we also sometimes risk losing the meaning of the whole. 
So here's the rest of the sentence. God does not burden any soul with more than it can bear. Each gains whatever good it has done and suffers its bad. For me, this verse is a promise of justice, that a soul is not burdened beyond what it can bear. I understand it to mean that we have to think of the burden of the soul, of the balance of what we carry, not in terms of linear human time, but on the scale of the divine. So while this human world might subject us to systems that impact us in ways that are unfair and unequal, Allah promises us, here and elsewhere, that justice works at levels beyond that. On Yom Edin, when we have to account for ourselves and our actions, we will only be judged on our own good and our own mistakes. And I truly believe that if I, as a human being, can recognize the impact that the systems we live in have had on those choices, that I can respond with compassion and understanding, can find pathways to justice that are equitable and restorative, then Allah, whose rahmah is all-encompassing, would be the source of a justice so true and so real that ours would pale in comparison. So maybe this verse is a way to shift our perspective, to give us hope, hope that I know I often lose in the face of intractable systems and a seemingly chaotic and uncontrollable world. Perhaps it's a reminder that Allah sees and knows all of it, all the injustice, all the burdens that we carry in this world, and promises ultimate justice will come. It gives us a way to understand and cope with suffering, a way to make sense of what is happening to us. Now, I want to be clear that this is not meant to be a spiritual bypassing. It's not a way to lessen our responsibility for what is happening in this world. Because really, the way in which some of us are disproportionately impacted by the systems that we live in, that's a human failing. It tells us that we as human beings are not caring for one another. When an earthquake in Kashmir kills thousands, but the same magnitude earthquake in California kills no one. That is not an act of God. That's a statement about infrastructure and access and wealth. It tells us very clearly that far too often, we are not striving for equity and justice for one another, that we forget one another, especially when we have more. The burden we carry as a result of those choices are not an act of God in the strict sense, but an act of humanity. And we have to be responsible for that because those choices too will burden our souls and be accounted for in the ultimate balance. But that balance in the end is what I think this verse is about. Allah, the all-seeing, the all-knowing, promises us that the burden that we carry because of that human failing is temporary. And that as we wait for that burden to be lifted, we can turn to our faith 
as a source of solace and light and hope. Patience, my friends. One way or another, justice will come. For fresh episodes of The Reflect, visit our website at the.ismiley slash The Reflect. Did you know The Ismiley now has a podcast? You can find this series along with much more by searching for The Ismiley Podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe for new episodes.